How long have you been practicing for? Good morning, Michael Bergio. How are you? Good morning. We're live. Let it go. Practicing, practicing. I think we're always practicing. We're always learning. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? So um, this morning we want to talk about guys, uh, obviously we're in real estate, but we want to talk about practicing. How long have you been practicing for? Michael, 10,000 hours seems to be the number, yeah? Yeah, if, I think there's a lot of books about it. 10,000 hours of doing one task and that's when you're a professional. So throwing a ball, hitting a cricket bat, studying, whatever it is, apparently 10,000 is that number. Um, but I think it, the key thing is once you get there, you keep going 20,000, 30,000. I think a lot of people, they, um, they, I don't know, they sort of get to a level which they aspire to when they start, but then they stop. They sometimes feel like they know it all um, and they stop learning. So I think you've always got to continue learning and specifically for us in real estate, um, we constantly have Lee Woodward and Tom Panos, but self, self-education is I think the best form of education and it has to continue well past your 10,000 hours. Yeah, big time. So 10,000 hours. So let's, if I can equate that here, I can actually, I happen to have a calculator here. Boom. Um, if one, if, uh, if you're fortunate and smart enough to do a 40 hour week and uh, you're doing 52 of those, uh, that's coming up to 2,080, 2,080. That's going to take you five years to become a professor in your business. So if yeah. you do that, if you do that same role for five years at 40 hours a week, you are an absolute, absolute, absolute professor in your role. And that's doing it part-time, Mark, 40 hours a week. <laughs> so I think when I, and and yeah. not, 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 not uh, a real estate agent, yep. someone like yourself, yes. blow sunshine up your bum, but how many hours would you work if you were counting hours how many hours would you be practicing a week? I think it would be your minimum, including your headspace, at least 80 hours a week. My whole philosophy when I started real estate, because that's where everyone said it takes five, seven years of being in the business to start getting like momentum, recurring business, referral business. And my philosophy from day one was if that's based off most people doing a 40 hour a week, taking five, seven years, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to work 80 hours a week minimum and I'll do it in half the time. And um, I, and I did, I, I was able to get some, some tremendous success very, very quickly because you put in the, do double the work. It's you got to put the hours in, you got to get to, let's just say you got to get to that 10,000. You can do it in 20 years. You can do it in uh, 10 years. You can do it in five. You can do it in two and a half if you put the hours in. So when you're employing the service of someone, um, yes. I think them being a being a, a, a professor in their field is good. So whether it's a plumber, an electrician, uh, you know what's interesting? Uh, what's a How long is a plumbing apprenticeship for? Well, that's four years, and that was my whole thing. I always compared what I what we do in real estate, Mark, yeah. to a university degree and a trade. You do those both things for four years sometimes longer for basically no money like uni you're not getting paid and an apprentice you get paid peanuts and that's what you're thinking and learning so real estate reality is you can do a bloody one hour course and be an agent but you've got to put in your four years of head down bum up 
before you evaluate. That's why I think it's crazy, Mark, when a lot of people sort of chop and change within their first couple of years of real estate in particular, because you don't chop and change your university and you don't chop and change your apprenticeship, no matter you like or you don't like it. You've just got to get in and get your 10,000 to get to a level where you actually add value to an employer. Um, because let's face it, yes, apprentices, they don't have the negotiating power or skills that someone does. Take that box, get that degree, tick, get to that 10,000 hours and put yourself in a position of, of value or more value. I don't want to decredit it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I was just going to see if you're on Wi-Fi or 4G. Just, just as I'm a, on Wi-Fi. I can go on 4G. Could maybe, maybe better. Um, so, guys, what's really, really interesting is um, I think when you're employing a real estate agent or someone's services, those, uh, those years of actually being a professor are super, super critical. And so this morning, if you, if you just try, if you just cut in, um, what we're talking about is doing 10,000 hours in any field. When you've done the 10,000 hours in any field, that's when you truly become a pro at what you're doing. Welcome back, Michael. Um, yes. And, um, and that, yeah. So do it, let's talk about, can you be too many hours in a business? Can you be... Um, if you're more than 10,000, uh, because something that I know that um, a trainer, Tom Panos, always talks about it, it's that hustle. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. Yeah. So we'll, often I find that with people that have been in the industry for too long, they, lo they lose that hustle. Mm. They lose that hunger. So sometimes too many hours can mean not enough hustle. Yeah, I think it is a balancing act. It's it's one of those things. But then there's sometimes there's complacency. So a lot of the time it's not being like doing too many hours in the business. You're not doing enough hours outside of the business or in your life to stimulate sort of motivation. So that could be not take where you spend all your time in the business, but then you resent the business because you're not doing any of you time which will then yeah. bring your productivity down um, because I, I, I don't, robot. yeah, you're a robot. So I think it's more external things that make you complacent with it. Cause we, we see plenty of uh, gun older agents. Like look at, look at Lisa. A lot of people would not come into a new career. Yeah. Older, older to myself, as she has said many times, she came into the uh, sales part of the industry at 40 at the young age of 47 where a lot of people may not like they may not do it because they don't have that motivation but if you love what you do and you got that energy i don't i think age can sort of be irrelevant and hours you put in i think it's just uh, you've got to it's a whole it's not just work it's the life balance as well that's really interesting because it does it's because a lot of people when they get to the age i would imagine of 50 um they, yeah. would, they would think that they're not um they are not, um, they're going to get outpaced or out or, or outworked yeah. by, by yep. people in their 20s, but not the case. Hey, because if you go back to what we're talking about, that, about that 10,000 10, hours to be a professor, yes. um, I guess you could say um, Lisa sort of did that almost in, you know, in a very, very short period, maybe six months. Um, yeah, 100%. She already had a leg up of, she'd already done a lot of those almost all, 
a lot of that same work over a 10 or 20 year period because she's been in the in the business yeah she's time. in the background of the business working and then just hit the ground running in sales so yeah i and i i, I think like mark like it was where you go and we like as a young agent i was always coming up against a lot of older agents as well and you're right they a lot of the time they do lose their energy and hunger um but i reckon that's more because it's other stuff going on not over, like overworking in the in the profession uh, is sort of what i'm trying to get across in that i, I reckon it's you got to get your whole life balanced for I sustainability remember, i remember you talking to lee um woodward about um uh, other agents having to juggle a lot more so mm -hmm. the, the the beauty about um being um being in your 20s and 30s and a, a professional or a professor in whatever industry you want to do is you can literally outpace outwork out like because you're extremely focused you're not you're not juggling kids you're not juggling um uh uh sick parents um yep. you're not juggling all that sort of stuff so it's it's quite uh, you're not juggling running of a business um, yeah. so you, it's, you're quite a powerful and focused person when, when you're in that time. But, uh, if you can, uh, manage those things effectively, uh, and be a professor and, and be a professor in the business, you're an absolute weapon. So a lot of people I've seen get into something when they're in their fifties, um, which is equally a beautiful time because kids are, uh, kids are now gone through university and on yep. and doing their own thing. You're extremely focused back on your, on your craft. Um, you've, you've done your 10,000 hours and, and, uh, but you've got to make sure the passion's still there. Hey. Yeah. That's the key thing. If, if, as Tom Panos says, if you love what you do, you're not working like, and you've got to love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, find something that you do. And yeah. as you said, like, I've been very fortunate at the, the age of when I, when I started Novak, I think I was like 22. So you don't have any distractions and you're able to pump out 10,000 hours within a couple of years to get to a level um, and then obviously sustain it with, you gotta have, you gotta love what you do. And to anyone out there watching this, if you're basically under 35 and you don't love what you do, change it and do something you love. Like there's so Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Gary V on Instagram, he's a big one on people think if they haven't got their life sorted by 25, life's over. Like there's plenty super successful Great people point. that start their careers at 40, 45, 50. Yeah, yeah, get rid of the age, but yeah. just knuckle down. Get rid of the age block and uh, yeah. get the passion. Get uh, un unblock it with passion. Find that what you're passionate about, um, because you know what? No matter what you do, it's all it's all going to be just as hard. You've got to be just yes. as applied. You've got to put those ten thousand hours to, in to become an expert. But you've got to be you've got to be passionate. I know I had a guy um, just reaching out to me on, on uh, recently. Uh, a couple of nights ago on Facebook, and he was saying, yes. "How the hell, um, how the hell are you juggling what what you're juggling?" We've been, you know, he's, uh, I've got my wife working in the business. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. And I said, mm. and I was saying, find within your business uh, what you actually really love and what what uh, and practice that. Do you know what I mean? So, I think sometimes we become wedged in a certain mm. practice or a certain process in our business, whereas in, in real estate in particular, and I think honestly you can find that in many in many industries, um, yes. you can actually forge in different directions and you can use different things, different tools to forge in that direction. So, you know, fortunately for me, 
I love that technology side of business. So I've, I've spent a lot, an enormous um, amount of time going into that, uh, like social media is an example of that, um, buying camera equipment or whatever it is, is yeah. an example testing of that. It, but yep. Testing it, breaking it, um, yep. you know, and, and new stuff coming to market and, and applying that and seeing that work, I get very rewarded by it. So my advice to him was, buddy, have a good look around because in anyone's job, or in any industry, there's actually thousands of tasks. Well, you is recently that- did that with yourself, you and Lisa. Tell us about that specifically as you were about to go in. You've done this yourself. Identify the tasks you love and you don't love. Because, Mark, a lot of people, when they get in that rut, they do something drastic like blow up their marriage or change companies. But if you do what you're about to say, you can identify the little things that you don't like and change them. So yeah. what, what did you do? I think it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and look, I think if I look at, yeah, I know we're doing this example today on hours, but I probably average, I think I average about a seven. Lord, how many hours will I do a week? Man, like you, you and Lisa start at 5 a.m. Let's face it, 5 a.m. till 9 o'clock. Probably like back, it's always work. back in the door pretty late. But yeah. um, so, I don't know, whatever they are, say that's 80 hours, uh, six days a week, times 52, times... Uh, 26 years. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm sitting at, at over 100,000 hours. Yeah. Um, doing, <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> doing the yeah. same thing. And yet, great, great example um, with Lisa and I, we, we sat down about three or four years, about uh, two or three years ago. Um, one thing that I've always done is I've always run a bucket list. Yep. I had a bucket list uh, for my partner and I've had a bucket, bucket list for me because my partner's bucket list is, is as important as my bucket list. So we, you know, we work on, on that together. Big tip there to anyone in a partner, with a partner, big tip there. Their bucket list is just as important as yours. Remember well, yeah. that. Yeah, so I've, I've got it in my notes. Uh, I'm going to bring Lisa's bucket list up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> uh, that's a good looking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Build the jewelry collection is in there. Um, more of the same, to be pretty honest. I'll read some. Age gracefully was another one. Uh, do grease with buddies. Well, yeah. Um, I'm a buddy. I'll come. I'll come. Renovate the study. <laughs> you be there. I'll come. But my point is that that's Lisa's bucket list. If you just tune in, we're talking about um, 10,000 hours and you're a professor. Uh, in a yeah. job and, and how long we've been practicing for. And not burning out. So I think that's where we're leading to, like keeping that keeping that hustle, keeping that passion, keeping the motivation when you're yeah. 100,000 hours in compared to someone who's 5,000 hours in. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you in a second about that, that, that highest and best use. But before I do, um, which is that list you were talking, you asked about, but I, I think it's really important that people... Um, if I was a Viking, um, and, and I, 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 I'm, I would be a very good Viking. <laughs> but, but Real humble. The, the Viking, <laughs> but the idea is that um, the Vikings used to um, burn their boats, mm. so they uh, used to land on a yes. um, uh, to conquer a continent or whatever it was. They would burn their boats and say, "We're going to do this shit. We're going to have. We're going to. We're going to." There was a famous Swedish sailor who did that. We'll go. This is a one-way trip. We don't find that piece of land. There's no going back and 
take it over. There's a famous um, voyage with that one, but yeah. Right. But I, I think that I, I try to find, I try to find, because now I'm at 100,000 hours doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm more, I'm fortunate, I think because of a mindset, I'm fortunate that I actually, I still love, I've found different beauty in the same shit. Yes. You know, which, when I say same shit, you know, it could be a rocket scientist, scientist but if you've been doing it for 100,000 100, hours, it's the same shit. Yeah. And, I, and that, that technology side. And the way, the way we harnessed that or the way we did that was we sat down, we, uh, we're away, and um, we sat down and said, you know what, what are, your, uh, what are your highs and lows? What are the things you actually love doing? And what are the things um, you hate doing? Um, because we're 40 now, um, and which was when, when we sort of had a chat about it, and it was like, we don't have to have... We don't have to do shit that we don't want. And yep. what that actually did is that pushed us into an into a entirely new direction in our business, which was really, really interesting. So what that actually did was, um, it was and I'll give you some examples. Um, yep. I, I thought it was a total waste. Like we've got, I thought I'd, I'd got, I had the shift with putting fuel in my car. It was bloody boring. And yep. uh, I had the shift with washing my car. I used to hand wash my car for 25 years. And every Sunday, and um, with the, with the kids, and and uh, it was like you know what I don't need to do that shit anymore. Get it done, oh. get it sorted. Yeah. So it did cost me, and I'm fortunate that I had the money to pay someone to wash my car and and pay someone to fuel my car. But it was one task a week, which was 52 tasks a year, which is 250 yeah. tasks in five years. And Lisa and I did that one, had that automated. Yeah, ourselves. Now, what that actually allowed us to do was it allowed us to do what we wanted to do more because we actually freed up. So effectively, people, I would always think to myself, I've got to do this more. I've got to do this more. I've got to do this more. Instead of trying to do that more, I killed a boring task. Yeah. By killing that boring task, it natu- I naturally fell forward into the task I wanted to do. So message out there with people that are doing more than 10,000 hours that people maybe are starting to get a little bit mundane in what they do. Um, kill the shit that you don't like, get rid of the stuff that's actually um, the main mundane stuff. That's uh, that's lightly grinding you um, yep. and you will fall, you will fall forward into stuff that you love even more. Yeah. Cause the big thing there, Mark is there are a lot of things that let's use real estate as the example. There's a, You've got real estate, but there's a thousand things in real estate that you could do. So you could love the actual oh. function of speaking with. So you may yeah. love real estate because you love negotiating and you love meeting new people, but you may be in leasing dealing with tenants and you may, not, but you also manage property as well. So you yep. may say, well, let me come off managing and let me do more leasing. Or you may love the photos of homes and design and you don't want to be speaking to clients, but you rather do um, sales support. So there's a lot of people out there that I reckon love what they do, but they may, there's probably a lot of tasks they don't love. And they just then fall out of love on the whole thing because of a few tasks that they, they do, which they don't love. And it, where you eliminate those tasks you don't love, love and just do what you love, 
I think you'll get your energy back. You'll get your hustle back like you did in your, your first 10,000 hours. So yeah. I think that's, and that can apply. I reckon tradies are the best example for this, Mark. They are great with their hands and their tools, but they start their own business, but then they resent it because of all the paperwork and the books. Now, and that's, and a lot of them retain doing all that. But that's probably one thing. If they outsource someone doing their books, they can just focus on doing what they love and building stuff. You know, I reckon traders are a perfect example. How many do we see? Oh, I and love trading. I love. Yeah. I, I just think as uh, I think life as a tradie. If I had a uh, a, a boy, and I won't be sexist yeah. or girl, and they wanted to be a tradie, um, I, I think I think it's a yeah. I think you're spot. Yeah. But the, the most time when we see a tradie who looks tired and just overworked, most of the time it comes down to going fucking the books, Qu- getting the quotes, like getting the typing up the qu- the quotes. The biggest thing yeah, tradies um, struggle at are yes. the books yes. and getting professional quotes. Yeah, clients they love yes. meeting the client. They want to do the work, but they they hate the admin side of it. So I reckon what we're saying here today. If you're a trader and you're sort of starting to resent it, maybe get rid of a task and that could be your books, your admin, and then get back to getting your, get yourself on the tools. It's well said. Can I just get through a couple of comments? Um, Luke Moroni, I'm looking for an admin person next three months. Uh, guys, this guy is a, is a wonderful business person, Luke Moroni. Yeah. Uh, Luke's positioned, I think he's in the eastern suburbs um anyone has look that uh wants to get into admin for a buyer's agent he's your man especially with a positive outlook like talk about someone who's going to motivate you and inspire you guys luke's what is he what's he done recently he's jogged every day for 365 yeah no i think he's to almost two years into it now seven kilometers a day for six correct me if i'm wrong luke i reckon you're probably up to 700 days consecutive so that's, that's amazing, power. positive that's mindset, power. guys. Good positive mindset. Uh, Ray Price, I want to be a rocket surgeon. Ray, you are a rocket surgeon and you yep. are a Viking. Rosie Sullivan, good morning. One of the great real estate trainers in the country. Yeah. Um, the um, For compliance, uh, Amal. Love Amal's work. She's on this Saturday, guys. Tune She's in. She's on this Saturday, Kevin. I, it's a great suburb. There's, those guys working. We're going to talk about that on Saturday. Uh, go hard at the gym, exercise, grind, hustle, uh, stillness in, and clarity, maybe uh, reinvent yourself and your business. Yes. Yeah, Luke, good, good point. Um, Luke, Luke's, Luke, Luke I, I, I like Luke's style, guys. Keep an eye out when he does. And I think, I think his energy, I'm not, I'm, I've never really done work together, but certainly his energy is great and positive. Uh, Rita, how are you? You legend. Um, and that's, that's everyone's comments for this morning. Um, but Michael, anything else? No, I like the comment Luke mate. reinvent yourself. So especially, um, give yourself, there's a lot of things people get, even if you look at a, a cafe with their fit out, for example, I think a lot of, um, even just redoing your shop front, redoing your interior, Mark, we changed offices. I bet as much as that was stressful, during that period, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they just give you a second life of yeah, your yeah, career? Yeah, yeah. Like you just came out going, let's hit this. I feel re-energized, refreshed. So yeah. what Luke just said, reinvent yourself, lose weight, gain weight, travel, change locations, but don't do it too drastic. Like change your wife if you're in a happy marriage or change companies. Like there's, what's that saying? Um, 
what is it? I think you've said it to me many times, Mark, where people can sort of get to 40. It's like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Just Walking they blow the themselves line. up. Yeah, yeah. Walking the grey line. Can you explain is, that for our yeah, viewers? Walking the grey line is really, really hard. Terrifically successful people, people that have done that 10,000 hours um, in, in their, in their um, craft, in their business, in what they do, um, it's very hard to continue walking that grey line. I've been walking that grey line for 100,000 hours. Yeah. I get that wrong, those hours. Sounds right. No? Yeah, yeah sounds right. Hours. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. done a calculator 25 years. Um, I think it's probably more. I think I did, like, if 80 hours a week is, anyway, that's fine. Go on, grey line. Uh, here we go. Just 80, do 80 times 52. Time is 52. It's like three and a half thousand, isn't it? Five. Yeah, it's no. right. 10,104,000. Yeah. 10, 10, hours. But yeah, walking that grey line, Michael, is, is really hard. So it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, so one of the leading psychiatrists in the country is a friend of mine. Um, I see him at coffee most mornings. That's how I know him. And, uh, and, and one of the things I, I always, I always ask, um, how's work, you know, how, how's it going, what's it doing? And, um, and one thing that he, he was saying to me was, and I'm, cause he works in quite an affluent area. Mm. And I was like, you know, and I was like, dude, how, how does this happen? He said, Mark, they, they live a life of beige. So everything is perfect. They have the perfect wife, the perfect car, the perfect holiday, the perfect kids. And when it's also perfect, when it's also beige, he goes, they turn, <laughs> they turn around and fuck things up. So what do you mean? Yeah. And he said, well, they, they blow it up. I'm like, how? Yeah. He goes, sex, drugs, or rock and roll. One of those things they will turn to and detonate yeah. stuff. So and sex is generally with someone else, not their wife. An affair. Or partner. <laughs> An affair or drug addictions uh, or partying when it all yeah. comes in together and, blow, and it, all, yeah. it all blends in. So it is quite hard to walk that grey line that we just spoke about, but there is definitely beauty there by doing that. And that's a take. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Love you all. Mate, thank you. And Michael, thank you for, for, uh, for coming. I know you've had a particularly hard couple of days and yes. uh and you've thank committed you. to um to um this and your crew and the people that are watching so respect to to you and uh and and your your uh um your nonna yeah thank you everyone cheers right, take care bye. Everyone. See ya. bye bye, bye.